only thing better than watching TV is taking it personally. You guys, it's taking it personally. I can't stop coughing and I don't know what that's about. I think it's the excitement over this return guest. Good morning. Good evening. Welcome to the show. Director of Social for Entertainment at Betches Media, host of the Amazing Pod. Why do I always say Amazing? I don't know why. It just makes me happy. Mention it all. And creator of Bravo by Betches, Dylan Hafer. Dylan, how are we? Uh, We're well. We're... uh... (laughs) We're very excited to be back. Mm. I have been on Andy's Girls more recently than I've been on Taking It Personally. Um, minutes, one could even say. It's been minutes. No, but I haven't. We, I don't think I've recorded uh, Taking It Personally with you since like succession days, maybe. or Idol. Uh, oh, the Idol. Which was such a good choice that you suggested. And wow. I was like, oh, my God, that is the smartest thing. I didn't watch an episode after it. I did. How did that go for you? Um, not great, but it got canceled. So we're we're in the clear. Do you think that'll carry over to like any potential friction with um, what's it called? Euphoria. Yeah. Um, I think the potential friction with Euphoria is more the fact that it's going to be like two more years before. There's is a- it? Well, it's not done being written. Nothing's been <laughs> shot. He doesn't even write, really. He just kind of like the actors are still on strike. That show, season two of Euphoria, they filmed over like nine months. Everybody on that show is famous and booked and busy. So booked and busy. Also, they're getting old. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, respectfully, Sydney Sweeney is not 17. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be Saved by the Bell Euphoria. It's going to so, be, we're going to get some people I mean, who've lived life yeah, over the course of decades. I yeah. mean, I definitely think that season three of Euphoria will be the last season just because of that's how the universe yeah. works. Um, I mean, I don't, I think HBO still loves Euphoria. So mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to be like, Sam, you did bad with this thing. <laughs> Now fuck off. I wonder if he'll feel any humility as a result of it. I feel like that's an LOL. Well, as a as a white man with a famous father, I don't think he will. <laughs> True that. Now listen, we need to talk about a little show. I haven't done a single taking it personally about it, and I'm really going on a journey this season. We have to talk about the morning show. We have to talk about it. You know, when I clicked into this week's episode. I think it was the seventh episode of the season. Were you clicking in? Well, d- you sat down, you like clicked in? Well, it was the remote. I, I clicked oh, okay. the remote. I was thinking more like you were on an amusement park ride and you're like clicking no, in. Like, I, stra- I fastened my seatbelt in the spaceship uh, in the Hyperion one. Phenomenal. Um, <laughs> I can't believe we're already almost getting to the end of this season. And I'm going to Because it's probably yeah. 10 episodes, so we only have three more. And I'm going to say the thing I've never said about the morning show ever. I could go for more episodes of the morning show this season. The thing is, I feel like I do, I can't remember how I, I you and I have texted, I feel like almost weekly about this show because it really is. I feel like it's become the kind of show where everybody, not everybody I know is watching it, but everybody I know who watches it is watching it every week. And it's a show that elicits a lot of reactions. <laughs> And so I I actually feel like there aren't very many shows anymore that I know a lot of people watching it week to week and 
wanting to talk about it week to week. And this season, I feel like they really have gotten into a groove where it feels like it is just the right amount of stupid, Mm. but also prestige but also like sometimes thinks it's smarter than it is but also sometimes seems actually smart like it, it kind of has that exact right like it's a little bit trashy but also like a little bit kind of good and it felt like at the beginning nothing was working and now some stuff is really to me working and it's not just the performances but some of the like writing choices i'm like oh this is meaningful yeah i think it's not a hate watch it was for me a hate watch the first two seasons i think season 1 they had a very lofty idea of what this show was going to be both you know on its own as a artistic endeavor but also just for apple tv plus this was one of their launch day products you know this was when they were announcing that they were doing a streaming service and it's like we have you know this this billion dollars worth of stuff coming down the pipeline it's like look it's jen and reese and steve in one place and like this was such a flagship product and i feel like the weight of that was just like the show just wasn't like good enough to kind of be that thing. And then season two, I think the, the COVID of it all just was tough. It was tough. (laughs) And they clearly, they didn't know what to do with Steve Carell's character after one season. And, you know, they got rid of that. Um, But I think season three, it feels like they have settled a little more into what this show is and should be and wants to be and it feels like they're writing with that in mind in a way that it's like they're not writing this to be the best show that anyone's ever made they're writing it to be like a a good juicy hour of tv and i think that is that's something that is valuable yeah and there have been moments from the first two seasons that have felt juicy like and the ending of was it the last season I don't even remember if it was the last season or the season before where I was like, where it was Jen and Reese being like, men are bad. That's, I was very into that because mm-hmm. it was, it felt passionate <clears throat> and intense where they were like, this is the reality of what we are facing. And it felt like, it felt like an explosion, which I connected with. But there have been so, there have been so many moments that just feel like completely ludicrous and also just absolute misfits that are distracting. And not to say that I, like have endeared myself to them entirely but I just think less Reese and more Jen has been a really helpful positive storytelling direction yeah I I was talking about this week's episode with a couple friends last night and it was funny because it does feel like there is this kind of push and pull of who is this show about and who is kind of the central figure at this point and I think they're kind of they're bumping up against the edges of what Jen and Reese can do when they're leading a show because you really see their characters have almost totally diverged this season to the point where there was, you know, for a couple of weeks, there was basically a Jen episode and then a Reese episode. And I, I enjoyed the Jen episode more. I get the sense that maybe you <laughs> Very did. Very much more. Well, and I think it it didn't help that the Jen episode was in the moment and really, you know, 
tense and had a lot going on and felt like it had like kind of real time propulsion to it. And then the Reese episode was let's set the clock back a year and then do like a year in the life of Bradley and Laura, you know, fucking in Montana and then you know, hating each other in Montana. And then we got the iPhone footage from inside the Capitol. Like, it just felt like that episode was supposed to be this showcase for Reese Witherspoon. But it just was kind of like, okay, we're watching like the highlight reel of something that I don't care that much about. And then also the the whole insurrection plot point is just, I think it just... <laughs> I can't I can't decide whether it feels like ridiculous or I just don't actually really want to like relive that. I don't know. This this show does have a sorry. <laughs> okay, we're knocking things over. Things this, are happening. This show does have uh an interesting relationship with current events. And it clearly the writers of the show feel like a big part of how they tell the story is incorporating these major events that have happened in the last few years of our lives in this week's episode, most recently that taking the form of the Supreme court leak about Roe v. Wade being overturned, which somehow after being through so much with this show, I still get total amnesia of what might be coming down the pipeline in yes. terms of world events. 100%. Because they're at this fucking FIT fundraiser, Valentino, where Pierpaolo Piccioli is making a cameo as himself, the he cares about the kids. creative director of Valentino. I'm like, okay, that's random, <laughs> but, you know, good for Apple. Um, and then all of a sudden, like, the phones start beeping, and I'm like, oh, 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 like, something's happening. And then it's like, oh... And it it does feel like sometimes I I don't know what this show would be without being so tied to like real world events. But at the same time, sometimes I, I wish it wasn't so set on depicting some of this stuff. Well, friend of the pod, Matt Rogers, often opines that the show is written by third graders and he's <laughs> entirely correct. And the thing to me that I find interesting is, you know, great movies about news or TV shows about news. Um, I think of broadcast news, which I've seen thousands of times. It's not about the actual news happening in the world at the time the show yeah. is being filmed. It's about the nature of filming news. And someone at some point in time in some fucking writer's room meeting where they're learning cursive and to do other things as well decided that in order to tell the news we have to remember exactly what was on the calendar at that time and I think it's a disconnect not only because it's taking us out of the story but also because it doesn't help the story in any way and then there are these dumb moments like Chris in the bathroom which I thought was so entirely unrealistic and and dramatic and obviously directly connected to like now she has a big you know last week we heard she has 200,000 more followers and this week we're gonna find out what happens to them when she puts her middle finger up and says fuck the Supreme Court it's like she got mad at somebody. This is so stupid, but the whole show is a nothing burger. And also I'm obsessed with it. Um, but there's a moment where someone in the bathroom is like, she says Roe and someone says, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm thinking like, then you just say Roe versus Wade. Like if you just say the word Roe, people aren't going to have any idea that there was a Supreme Court document that was leaked. Like we're trying to pretend that other women in the bathroom are just, you know, 
dum dums who have no idea what's going like on. Like airheads who don't want rights. <laughs> at a at a news event, and I'm just like, you're you're bringing down the idea of women being interested. And but then, I, of course, the woman does say in response, "Well, we're okay because we're in New York," which is not an accurate take, but one that people potentially yeah. in blue states felt, and it's it's uh, and in specific blue states. I mean, it's. It, it just to me, I was like, this is not but I get it like artistically because we announce this thing and then it needs to connect to something else and then it needs to connect to this person as a journalist. And should she be posting these things on social? Like I get where we're going with next week. I just think like, let's focus more on the news, please. Like the news of making news. Like, yeah. John Hamm, who is so hot and so talented, but also God, the man, it's. It just like let's watch Jen and John sort of fuck in ways that feel artistic. Like I said on a recent Andy's Girls, we were talking about. I was like, this is giving me Cruel Intentions colorblind when Reese and Ryan are fucking. Like I'm seeing it. I'm seeing his hands are on her boobs, and then it's like the camera as he the curvature of the ass, and then she's laying on on the other ass. And I'm like, you guys are painting a picture, and I'm here for it. It feels ridiculous when I watched that scene the first time of a couple times. I threw my hands in the air because I was like what am I watching? Because it felt so dramatic, but also I'm into it. Like, let's watch the Jen and John and other stuff and maybe let go of some of these other dynamics, which to me doesn't include Chris. I like Chris, but the Bradley stuff and Bradley and Laura has never made sense. They've never had chemistry. I assume that they hate each other. Shout out the good wife. Shout out Archie. I know you know Right, I love to see Juliana... But like I would not love to, in this. I would love to see Juliana doing something that felt like it made sense. Yes, and she's incredibly talented. The show is like not showing that off for her. Yeah, I think it's it's you know, we're in the third season of this show now, and both in both subsequent seasons, they've added real heavy hitters to the cast. I mean, last year Juliana was new, um, Greta Lee was introduced, and her role has only grown. I think she's like so great. Um and then this year, like Nicole Bahari as Chris, like she's full time in the cast. John Hamm was a major addition, obviously. Karen Pittman doing Ka- stuff. Karen Pittman, with her role has grown, and like I think she's you know great. But it does feel like there is only so much real estate for all of this stuff to be juggled, and sometimes the way that they're kind of like assigning out these little like subplots, it's like. Okay, like, so at the first episode of this season, like, we were introduced to the idea that January 6th had happened in this world and told that Bradley was there inside the Capitol. Of course she was. <laughs> of course she and was. And then it's like, oh, of course that's going to tie back three episodes later to the fact that she saw her fucking brother there. And that's, like, the reason that we have to have January 6th in this world. And it's like, I when you're talking about the the John and Jen sex scenes i think that the thing that i love about this show is when it has that kind of unabashed primetime soap just steamy just as like it's it toes the line of how steamy you can get on like you know abc on sunday night like that kind of vibe where it's like like i said a little bit trashy uh you know kind of this like you know, there's some some boardroom drama. There's some some personal life drama. Like it, that is kind of what I feel like this show does best. And I think 
a lot of the time when they go back to their like playbook of like, oh yeah, so what was happening in the news on this day? How can that relate to this character? It feels like a little bit, it gets a little bit like paint by numbers with the news. Whereas I think they actually do better when they're focusing more on like the character, like creative storylines. Yeah. And Bradley was not sustainable. The whole point of Bradley, they decided was that Reese was going to be a brunette because she's she's being crafty. She's kooky now and that she was going to be a fish out of water. And that was the whole thing. And guess what? She's no longer a fish out of water. Somehow she's hosting the nightly news. So it's like, what do we do with that? You know, how how far can we drive the tension with her brother? I don't I don't entirely know. Yeah. But the the stuff with Laura, the stuff with Juliana Margulies is not working out. It does not feel like there there is space or like a tenor for Bradley stuff to continue. I think there's so much genuinely interesting stuff. She could stay on the show. I mean, Reese is producing it, but maybe she friends of like, I don't think she should be a full time housewife anymore. I think we really need to have her in a supporting way, which I think is the way that storyline fits best with her. It just, it it feels like it's sucking up all the air in the room. Yeah. We don't have a lot of air to lose. If the show is called The Morning Show and Bradley's hosting the evening news. Why is she on The Morning Show? Like, I would, I actually would, like, I would love to spend more time at The Morning Show. And, you know, you have, you have Jen and you have, you, you know, you have, um, Alex and Chris in the chair. You have Yanko, you know. I'm obsessed with what they're doing with Yanko, being, by the way. Being problematic on the side. <laughs> like, no woman will stay with him. And they're right. like, we have to talk to him. I love You it. get your Mark Duplass. You get your Karen oh. Pittman. You have a little bit of the Billy Crudup and the, the Greta Lee. And John Hamm is, you know, lurking over the... More than a little. The premises. But it's like, the the Bradley piece of it is the extraneous piece at this point. Like, it... it, it I'm really going to be interested because I believe it was already renewed for season four. Like, is there kind of an exit strategy for the initial conception of this show being Jen and Reese? Or are they, is that the thing that this show is to them first and foremost, and they'll do whatever they need to with the rest of it to, to keep it our two Queens. Well, and also will Reese allow herself to be an exit? I don't know that, I don't know how much of this is coming from the fact that like she loves doing the show and that's why the show is going to continue with these women sometimes saying hi in a hallway or whatever and being like, I have to prep for John and the other person being like, stuff's going on with my brother, but I can't talk to you about it. But it's but like, we're oh, Bra- Bradley, do you have a minute? Alex, you good? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, right. Like these women, like obviously we know that they... like know each other and have been through some stuff together but like we'll always keep those memories close right and like that one time bradley filled in for alex on the shuttle to space i (laughs) and it's crazy you know to look down i can't believe i forgot about that after the pandemic and the war in ukraine to to look down and to see that we're all one we went to space i forgot we went to space because john and jen had sex and i was very (laughs) distracted by that that's my galaxy (laughs) but they quite literally went to space like this show those third graders are like prodigies like it doesn't the show doesn't make sense well and i love it so i really enjoy a lot of the season i'm not being 
uh, like sarcastic. This week's last seasons, I would. This week's episode, when for the first time in like three weeks, we got Karen Pittman bringing up the guy that she's in love with. That oh, by the way, do you remember I sent that guy to Ukraine on a photography mission? And then and, he told me to hold tight for a half hour, and I couldn't and, do it. And now the now the guy that I paid to get him in and out doesn't know where he is and doesn't seem to even really remember that this was his assignment. Like. Oh, yeah, that happened. <laughs> and then using the flashback to be like, well, this is where we tell you that they were fucking and they liked each other an awful lot. And then that makes the stakes happen is after you've introduced something and then you just like go to her apartment or whatever, then it all makes I sense. Did, I did love I don't know if you I know you don't spend a lot of time on Twitter. So I I, I don't know if you X, caught this. X, X yes, sorry. Um, during this season of And Just Like That or, that came out this summer, somebody tweeted, they were like, they're like, because Karen Pittman wasn't in this season. I think it was Lewis Peitzman. That much. It might have been. Where it, Shout out Lewis. If, if it was Lewis, shout out Lewis. Like, Karen Pittman. Because he told me about basically it. Basically, like, on Twitter. why isn't Karen in this season of And Just Like That? Maybe it was because she was filming the morning show and she responded to the tweet and was like, that's correct. <laughs> I think it was because I'm not I don't see those things. So it's like one of you has to tell me about it. So I think Lewis told me about it. Um, And yeah, maybe she should shift over into this full time because I don't know what and just like that is giving her and and just like that, the morning show is to me delivering like the Billy Crudup stuff this week with his mom. Are you fucking kidding me? I was into that. I really was into that and the idea of not like into a, a mom turning to her son and being like you're trash but like her being like you're you remind me of your dad and I hated him mm-hmm. so congratulations on being his age and also turning into a monster that to me the tension between them uh, the layering I mean Billy Crudup has been giving us 700% regardless of whether or not it's deserved we're going now on three seasons and I am loving the complications here and, and the stuff with Greta, um, Stella at the end of the, cause I call them by yeah. their real yeah, names. Yeah, yeah. I know. That kind of show. I but... don't like my girl, Nicole, <laughs> <laughs> but the stuff with Stella at the end where she's like, okay, here's the tea is, um, you're going to get fired. And I'm going to be you now. And he's like, okay, so this is how we play it. Just the way that the changes in his expression as he gets almost like more manically, like yeah. happy, peppy, strategic. I'm going to like full. Yeah, <laughs> but also like a little, a lot um, was fascinating. too. I, I loved yeah. it. I loved it. I really enjoyed it. People forget the fact that he won an Emmy for season one of this show. No, he didn't. A, an adult Emmy? Like a, a, a primetime Emmy award. One that you open up and it's chocolate? I will. I will. I think you're 100% right. right and honestly, he deserves it. He's Billy fucking crewed up. And you know, he's done some stuff. I I mean, we always think of Mary Louise, but it's he, he just he he deserves he's he's killing the fucking game. And at many points, he held the show together when it really, truly did not make sense. And not only did it not make sense, but it was like quite bad. Yeah, I think he, he, it does feel like even though obviously, you know, there are certain things about this season. It's not like it's 100 percent no qualms. I forgot no, they went to space. I mean, no, obviously, right. Like, I think that's that's something that's key about this show is that part of what I enjoy about it so much is that I have so many feelings about it and that it's fun to talk about and it's, it's fun to be annoyed with sometimes that there are episodes that I watch where I'm like, Oh my God, really? I roll like 
but I am enjoying the experience of watching and being of a watcher of this show. And I think there's there's a lot of stuff that I think is maybe technically better that I watch and I I don't care as much about or I don't feel as much about that I'm like, oh yeah, that was good. 1000% agree. And I feel like the last two seasons was me being angry and upset and probably like rage texting you during and after being like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? What are they doing? This is so stupid. And they have all the money in the world to make this goddamn show and it's bad and they're pretending it's good. And I'm upset that they think that I think it's good. And this season I'm like, oh, I'm really into this. Like the convo with Chris and what's her face? Um, what's her face? Um, uh, Holland Taylor. Oh, yes. Sorry. Apologies. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the name well, of no, the, the, the The problem is I don't know. Uh, like, character names are so fleeting for me. And I'm like, oh, yes, Holland Taylor. Right. So when, when Chris and Holland Taylor, that conversation <laughs> that they have was so... I was so Just into crackling it. crackling off I, the screen. It, I felt the tension. Like this season for the first season consistently, I thought to myself, I'm interested in what's happening and I want, I'm curious about what's going to happen next. I have not been in any way curious until this season. All of a sudden I'm like, nobody told me this could be good. And I, good is in its own universe when it comes to the morning show, but like genuinely enjoyable at points. And also John and Jen are fucking and I want... Jen Aniston. What's the name of her character? Alex. Alex. I want Alex Levy. (laughs) Alex Levy. I want Jen Aniston to get laid. I want whatever she wants in her life to happen. And I know that it is a character happening at that point. And John Hamm is now happily married to someone who introduced him to Vanderpump Rules. And for that, we forever stand. But like, I just I want to see like two really good people who haven't had opportunities recently mm-hmm. to like really show off their skill like I'm really into I don't know maybe people could argue John Hamm isn't being given enough to work with I think he can work with whatever he's given and I'm really into it also Tig Notaro, at first I was like this is oh, yeah. not a good fit and then I the most recent episode I'm like oh no this is a good fit like I I get it now the way that he was yeah. like I pay you to do shit and she and Tig's like no I you pay me to be honest and here's me being honest you saw a pretty girl and then you got distracted very into that energy. I get Tig now in a way I didn't. Before. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing. Like this show has a lot of um, a lot of irons in the fire. There's a lot going yeah. on. There's a lot of characters, and sometimes there's a little bit too much to juggle. Like when you mentioned the scene with Nicole Baharian interviewing Holland Taylor, like that was to me one of the highlights of the season so far. And the series, honestly. Yeah, and then what a high bar. But and then honestly. unfortunately, Nicole, aka Chris didn't get that much to do until this week's episode where the, you know, the row stuff came up. Like, I would love for that to be a little bit more consistent, but because there are so many characters, it's, it's a little bit hard for everybody to have their moments. But I think on the other hand, it gives us so much to pick apart and to talk about. And like you said, Tig finally had a moment this week where it was like, oh, that's something interesting that I didn't know we were going to get. Paris is always a good idea. And when I schlep on over to Europe to my favorite city in the world, I bring with me a few important phrases that I have learned from housewives. C'est bon, c'est bon. Chic, c'est la vie. Je m'appelle the Countess. N'est-ce pas, Luanne? And while those key phrases are important when speaking to any French bravoholic for other matters of life, 
That's where Rosetta Stone comes in. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including, of course, French. It features fast language acquisition. It immerses you in so many ways. There's no English translations. So you really learn to speak, to listen, and to think in that language. It's an intuitive process. You pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. J'adore Chris Manzo. Et toi? There's a speech recognition filter, which gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's convenient with desktop and app options, and it's an amazing value. Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. A steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, AGs can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Today. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples. Astapro is a first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. It delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Living in New York City is not easy. Just ask Sonia, trying to sell that house. There are so many mornings where I wake up and think, oh my gosh, I'm having the worst cold of my life. And I realize it's actually from allergies. When my nasal allergies flare up, and that happens when the season changes and the temps get a little warmer than they normally are, I use Astapro, and I'm amazed at how fast I'm back in the game. And that game is looking for Dorinda on the Upper East Side. Astapro always has my back and nose. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. I just came back from the salon, and for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. (laughs) Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time (laughs) with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells unbelievable. Believable, Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel 
great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. Conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Roe. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes, so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash andysgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andysgirls. Sign up today. In the words of Meredith Marks, when it comes to that week, week and a half before my period, I wish I was disengaging. My PMS is off the charts. Truly Uber Eats needs to check in and say, it's about that time, isn't it? I know it is. The cravings are crazy. I want to crawl out of my skin. Now it's easier to manage PMS with Estro Control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony and Estro Control, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. For AGs who are friends of perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause, Happy Mammoth has Hormone Harmony. It's not just a supplement for women going through those stages. It's also become a phenomenon. Women can't stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ANDYSGIRLS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code Andy's Girls for 15% off today. 
I'm engaging. If Bradley wasn't on this show, maybe Laura could be doing something else. I truly don't care. But we would get more Chris-Alex dynamics, which Mm. is important. And also, this is such a nothing burger. But the things that I remember, and I forget they went to space, when Chris was writing on the bathroom wall that, like, fuck SCOTUS or whatever. Abort the court. Whatever. And (laughs) (laughs) And she took out a lipstick. And I was like, you're using Mac? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. You were just at Alex's apartment. They're going to use Armani. They're going to use whatever the makeup artist is paid to, like, show on social media after Chanel whatever like crazy you're not using a MAC lipstick at Alex Levy's house it just doesn't make sense I am an ally to MAC cosmetics like I I support them in all of their endeavors it just it does not like some of the math ain't mathing but then when she started to write with it I was like of course like you carry a pen and her pen happens to be Ruby Woo. (laughs) I really was like, this is like, these are the things that like, then I think about and I'm like, but she wouldn't have Mac lipstick unless she's like, has a real particular interest in a specific shade, which all things being true could, could be a thing, but she doesn't strike me. The character doesn't strike me as someone who's like, put down the Armani. I've got my Mac. Like, this is one of those moments where I'm just like, this, I, I don't know. YSL beauty her. doesn't really work for me. I well, I prefer. That bathroom scene really I took me. Maybelline. For real. That bathroom scene really took yeah, me out was, a little bit because I thought it was so, it was, uh, to me, it felt like lazy writing. Sorry, hate to say it. I've, I've said it repeatedly over the course of this episode so far. I just was like, this is so stupid. Like, we don't need the new, you're you're fucking up the show by thinking we care about the time zone of where these people were at that, at any time. And that is not, we're, how has that worked for the show so far? And Reese... <laughs> rolling up into the Capitol or whatever and then she happens to look up while taking a video and her brother is there. We can't, I we shouted can't. at the TV. I shouted. I was so mad. No! <laughs> I was so mad. I was But at the so same mad. time at the same time you knew they were going to go there. No, I didn't. But like you knew. I knew that something stupid was going to happen because Reese was involved. Like even if if you wouldn't have like said this is what's going to happen. It's like, of course. Yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And sometimes that's, you know, they've trained. They've trained us. I'm very nervous because usually they like leave a little breadcrumb so that you know the fucking baguette that's going to be dropped off on your TV screen the following week. I'm very nervous about her brother because of what she said to him and the fact that he's like, I need this for my sobriety. And she's like, no, you don't. And then he's leaving her the note being like, because um. after she did the scared straight and then he's leaving her the note of like, took your notes and everything's going to be great. I'm very concerned that he is not going to be a part of the show for much longer. And I love Joe. I love Joe. I don't remember the name of the brother. <laughs> Go back. And- Cal? No. Hal. Hal. And you know, Joe in real life is engaged to Sarah Bareilles and we love that journey for him. Oh. And he's so hot. Joe oh my God. He's Tippet. my guy. Joe Tippett. Sure. And uh, <laughs> I just... Tippett. Tip like of the I, teeth, the, I, the mouth, the teeth, the tip of the tongue. I want him to be on the show, but I don't want Reese on the show, and I don't know how to make that make sense. And I love Reese; she's an incredible, incredible actor, but not on this show. She's not working on this show. Yeah, and y- that's fine. 
that's fine. And I think not everything works out for everybody. Okay, even bajillionaires. Well, and I think she I think it has worked out just fine. She gets she gets paid so much and she will continue to do so. So could we start a GoFundMe to send her money so she doesn't have to be on the show anymore? Um, I think our money our GoFundMe <laughs> okay. resources could be better. <laughs> You know, abuse. Obviously, the Andy's Girls Patreon is in a long ways. <laughs> I mean, but like, is it because she's a producer that nobody's like, hey, um, how do we tell Reese that Bradley doesn't make sense? Like, why well, is she still I mean, there? I think, aside from the fact that she's Reese Witherspoon, well, how I are think, you going to fire Reese? But I think it's not, that's it's not firing her. It's just I the think story that's on. part of the thing is that like this show was Bad. presented. No, like the. Apple TV was in a place where like every project that they announced was like, next we have this A-list star and this Oscar nominee doing this show. And then we have this Oscar winner and this two-time Emmy Award winner doing this show that you don't know what it's going to be. And then we have three Oscar winners in this limited (laughs) series that's based on a book that hasn't even come out yet. And like, I think that it is like that was kind of the whole inception and we'll never take her oscar away from her no and, and, and but that's not it it's that like from a brand perspective they don't want to lose the oscar <clears throat> i think that for a lot of people watching this show like for people in you know the midwest who are like oh like i love the morning show it's like my favorite it's like the best thing i love it so much like it's jen and reese not a, like i mean uh, uh, not everybody watching this show is like Greta Lee! <laughs> you know? Tick Notaro is great this week. It's like, there are a lot of people who watch the show who watch it because it's Jen and Reese. Okay, here's the trade that I'll make. I just thought of this just now. And I don't have a suggestion. I'm just saying, let's trade one actor for the other. What if we cut out Reese, God forbid, uh, and we put in Laura Linney? I don't know what the character is, but don't you think that Laura Linney and Jen Aniston would like figure some shit out together? Laura Lenny, you know who she is. Yeah, no, no, no. That wasn't like a who is that? That was like a I'm like considering. I'm considering. Like, I'm just saying, like, let's bring in some like, you know, obviously accomplished movie, but like character, actor, theater people who have reputable names, who have nominations. I don't think she's won an Oscar yet, but it's certainly deserved for just being Laura Linney in general. Just put her on in something. Look, I'm acting like a writer in the writer's room there. Like, just just put her on and get rid of Bradley. And if you need another good name, put in a good performer. Put in Laura Linney. (laughs) We just need Laura Linney. Take one for the team. This isn't going to be your best work. It will be your best work because you give the best in everything you do. It's not going to be the best script. You probably don't even need to read it. Like, they'll let you improv. You're Laura Linney, my God. Just let's get rid of Reese's blonde again and or blonde for the first time. And she's on the nightly news. Maybe we don't need nightly news anymore. Maybe that's the next thing that we find out that's happening in real time is like news is no longer a thing. So Reese goes to work at Twitter or X and she's doing her best. And she and Laura get married in Montana and nobody's there because I think something terrible is going to happen to Hal. But Jan will Skype in. Sounds good. <laughs> OK, can I ask you a real question? OK. I don't want to know the answer, but you can be honest, but I don't want to know the answer, but you can be honest. Do we have the sense? I don't want the real answer, Okay. but you should. Okay. Do we have the sense that Jen and John are not going to work out? Because I know they're telling us they're not going to work out, but I think this is a love story for the ages. I think this is Bogey Bacall. And and Bogey is a billionaire who might not have a soul, maybe, but I think he does. You d- He's divorced. So you do mean on the show? 
yeah, they're not. He's he married right, right, a right, background right, right. Actor, but like Bogey Bacall, like, or below five, whatever it's called. Yeah, from the okay. finale of Mad Men. Um, and Jen's on her journey, and she has right, right. right. Incredible... So you mean you mean like Will Will Alex and Billy and John Hamm? <laughs> <laughs> Will Alex and John Hamm? Yes. Okay. I, I, I think hope we still get more sex scenes. I'm I not think done yet. they will be fucking through the end of this season. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And you know what? But then when he takes off the mask and it's next season, Laura Linney fucking in space. Do you think that They'll like fucking on Mars? Because like Alex has been through so much. Yeah, we didn't even give it to Chip. Alex has That's been through okay. so he wishes Alex has been through so much and I just want her she hasn't really been through a lot that we've seen but we're being led to believe she's been through a lot and you know her husband from whenever is back and the kid no longer is a thing her husband's up in Pirates of the Caribbean go ahead sorry is there another one or no 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 he was in Pirates of the Caribbean like the oh, original one that's why I don't know him um so <laughs> That's like where I recommend. I saw a part of Pirates in the Caribbean once on a bus, and that's as far as I went with it. But I know that wow. people love it. Okay. I also haven't seen the other the the search for the rings and stuff. Like I don't I don't go down that. Okay. Um, but um, maybe I will. I won't. Um, is there any way that they could work out? I know that that's probably not good for story, but who cares about story? It's the morning show. I think, um, in terms of like happily ever after. I think that's a tall ask, but I think in terms of giving us uh, several more suggestive, uh, partially clothed, you know, under the sheets. No clothing at all. Maybe over the sheets. Hello. Hubba hubba. (laughs) I think we have more to look forward to, you know, I think. So you're saying that they're going to break up. Because he's going to find out, she's going to find out through some investigation that she has to report on it. And there's not going to be any fucking after that, that that I, he he's bad and then the deal doesn't work out. Or maybe Billy Crudup, Corey or whatever, r- loops in Alex. And maybe Alex tells John Hamm that there's a, the, there's a whole thing happening. They're trying to break the deal. And then something happens and then he buys Twitter. Your words, not mine. You're you're ruining it for yourself. <laughs> I th- I just want Jen Jennifer Aniston to be happy, and <laughs> it's about Alex, right? And I just hope that it all works out for them because I really like John Hamm on this show. I'm not prepared for him. I, he doesn't get enough work. It's very odd. I know. I I hope John Hamm is still around next season. I think he's. Do you I th- think he would be? I don't know. Interesting. I don't know. I have a crystal ball. They... Neither does the writer's room. So there we go. <laughs> well, what... at least they can get back to work. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, so you think that he'll be here for a minute? I don't know. I just want them to get I rid think of that, I think that he has been a genuinely strong addition to the show. So strong. Those beyond arms. just the fact that he's like, so a famous person who joined the cast. Because he's actually talented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I think in that sense, I feel like it would behoove them to continue to work him into the ensemble versus like treat it like a, oh, like that was our cool big get for this year. And then like, I guess we'll figure out something else. Like, I think he works on the show. It would, I hope that they sharpen their behooves because it really would behoove them. And by them, I mean me. I just, I, I like this. I would, <laughs> Dylan 
Jen's face right now. I just want this to work out. When I go to my place of like, I don't care what happens with story. I just want to see more Pedro Pascal. That's when you know you've got me for life. And things are happening on the morning show. I really also, oh my God, we didn't even talk about Stella and the table and the licking. Yeah. Are you with those two fucking... Rugrat, the like ad sale ad guys, guys yeah. just being dicks, doing great work. And the the waitress who was like not giving us exactly what I thought I was gonna get, but was giving something. I mean, that moment that was that was heartbreaking. That was infuriating. Yeah, it was hard to watch. It was genuinely hard to watch. And then her in the car after, and then Corey who on or what's his name? Yeah, Corey. Yeah, Corey, who on this week's episode is like, Stella, you're always, you know, people don't give you enough credit. And it's like, he knows that. He knows that well, because he also does that. Like, yeah. just not taking up some social cue signs that she's not having a particularly good day. And also, where is Fred? Where's Fred? <laughs> Fred was like, uh, you're going to be mine from now on, babe. I'm going to check all your math. And, and then we never saw him again. Yeah. We saw Stephen Fry. I think Fred got like, didn't he get like me too also yeah that was the whole thing which is why he was forced out of the network but then at billy crew's house he said guess what bitch i'm back and i'm gonna be your boss again and you didn't know that i mean that's what that's like what you get with this show it's like okay well we'll circle back to that in six to eight weeks i did enjoy the fred stuff because again i from uh, my so-called life i really enjoy that actor my so-called life is his name now so I enjoy that moment, too. I'm into that. I want to see more of the Fred, <laughs> Billy Crudup energy. <laughs> the the mixture of mom. character names and actor names and no names. So give Karen playing. Pittman something more to do. Give Mia more to do. Sure. Give Karen Pittman, <laughs> Karen Mia Pittman more to do because Hollywood owes her something after and just like that. And I think that what they owe her is like an Emmy nomination or something like we could make that happen with this. I know she's really, and did the, I assume the photographer is dead, right? He's not answering or he, he's going to break up with her. So a heart is going to be broken regardless. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll get answers on that before the end of the season. I think great photos though, by the way, great photos. They were great photos. Yeah. She could have waited. <laughs> <laughs> she could have ensured that her staff person was secure let alone one she's stripping is securely out of a war zone before whomever is like you know looking for him looking for the pin you know what i'm saying like i just think that you know find my friend it just yeah she could have she should have put a pin on his phone or whatever she could have done find my friend or put one of those little tags in that i hear about that's like the next thing for us to be scared of as of like four months ago. Anyway, what an episode. What a journey. <laughs> it feels like this was, in fact, written by The Morning Show. So you can take that in any way you would like. But please, if any of the third graders are listening, let us please retire Bradley. She's She could go to another network. And what happened to Mindy Kaling, by the way? She's on another network. She's on YDA. Same as Laura. And also, um, uh, two-time Oscar, or at least one-time Oscar winner for um, Jackson Pollock, Marsha Gay Marcia Harden. Marsha Gay Harden. Maggie Brenner. I miss her. I miss her. That well, was... she wrote the book about Alex, and then we don't get to see her anymore. I did not. I, I love when she's, like, snooping around. Loved it. She gives good snoop. She does. And I also felt like that scene with, again, spoiler alert, Bradley. I just, when Bradley's like, you're bad for ladies... I was like, all right, we don't need to do this right now. I just, I didn't need it. I didn't need that energy where it's like, oh my God, the media is terrible. But you're also a member of the media. So what are you trying to tell us? 
what are you trying to say, Reese Witherspoon? Too true. Get away from me. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I recently rewatched, um, I was about to call it Dirty Sexy Money, which was a show I watched and nobody else did. Um, but Crazy Stupid Lies, Crazy Secret Lies, Crazy... It's crazy Stupid Love? Nicole Kidman. Um, and Dirty... <laughs> Big Little Lies? Big Little Lies. <laughs> Dirty Sexy Money. I just rewatched it and... She's so because spoiler alert, like Reese is obviously very talented. She's so good in that show. This show is not good for her. I am annoyed now often, not always, but often when I see her on this show because I know it's not going to be a good fit. And I just I love her so much that I just really gave a little face at that. I just I really do really, really enjoy her. And she's done so many great stuff for books. It's okay. It's okay. She's it's we gotta we gotta cut Bradley. It's not about Reese Witherspoon. It is quite literally about Reese Witherspoon. But like it's not it's not like an insult to her. Well I'm not saying her acting has been the best, but and that's not entirely the writer's fault. Some of this is Reese. But you know what I mean? Like it's not like a she produced it's not like a it's not like we hate Reese Witherspoon. It's like we Want the best. We for want her. less of her on this show. A hundred percent. And also, I know that we've already said this, but the the Reese Laura, <laughs> yeah, dynamic okay. Bradley and Juliana dynamic is so unfortunate and so awkward. And I don't even know that they're trying. I think they're both checked out because they know that they have literally no chemistry with each other. And what a waste of two excellent actresses. Like Juliana Margulies is so great genuinely like there's no other word for it she's so talented and it's just unfortunate that she's doing this like this particular role we could do other stuff with her make her like i don't know maybe the third graders will graduate and we'll get something from grade four like it's possible anything's possible mm-hmm. and what happened to the woman in italy who made the thing <laughs> we gotta we gotta listen more to come i have so many questions i can't believe i forgot they went to space but (laughs) i do remember shouting when that happened and john ham oh god so hot i mean the perfect man the perfect and he's so good in this and the hair (laughs) he can't and i just want jenna i'm just letting you like tire yourself out at this point I am literally one of the third graders. I'm just running around during recess. I'm just doing a loop, honestly, at this point. Um, don't hate for tell the, the folks about you. And- <laughs> <laughs> oh, nothing much. You can follow me at Dylan Hafer, uh, also running at Bravo by Betches. Can I introduce you for this episode? Uh, I don't, I don't, it's okay, not. it's Dylan. Okay, <laughs> continue. Uh, and you can listen to my podcast, Mention It All, uh, anywhere you get your Andy's girls and taking it personally. And I am taking this show personally. And sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not. But you know what's always great is joining the Andy's Girls Patreon. Number one way to support the show. You get exclusive bonus episodes and so much more at patreon.com slash Andy's Girls. Send me a message and let me know what shows you would like covered on future tips. Uh, Here's a tip (laughs) of (laughs) taking it personally. And also friend of the pod, Ryan Bailey and I are going to be doing a live show, a moment virtual um, on Thursday, October 20. 
26th, unpacking the premiere of this season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So um, join us. You don't have to join us live, although I highly recommend it because uh, of the chat. You get a week to watch and ticket prices are going up day of. So they are currently at $12. And that money helps support me hopefully being able to give you guys some BravoCon coverage. So hoping for the best. Get those tickets. Link in show notes for this app at moment.co slash Andy's Girls. Um, and uh, on Instagram at Dean Galley. Dylan Hafer, any parting words? Any advice for the third graders? Um, or let, for us? Let Reese go. Let Reese go. Let her go. Let Bradley do other things and maybe go back to brunette i mean who knows what's in her future these are the important life choices that she can make off camera on that note guys thanks so much for listening and we will chat with you soon bye-bye